atenção. Such a bizarre move. Uh, joining me to talk to you about it today is Tim Holzheiser. Hello, Tim. Hello, Jaren. I've missed you like this deserts miss the rain. <laughs> that went in a slightly odd direction. Um, <laughs> so uh, in terms of like a genre, I think, I mean, out of everything that's on Rave, um, I think this is kind of, I don't know, like it's it's kind of like a ballad. Um, yeah. it, it, ha- it has this weird thing where when Prince is singing the chorus... Um, he has like a a kind of keyboard that is following his voice, um, like double tracking his voice, and it's just it's unusual because he doesn't really do that with most of the other songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of very noticeable for that. Um, it's also kind of built on this, I, don't know, I guess you could call it a loop that's got like this kind of like snare thing and some finger snaps in there, and they just kind of it just kind of repeats every four bars. Right. Um, which uh, once you notice the finger snaps, it, you that's all you can hear when you're listening to the song. It gets a little bit kind of finger snappy for me. Um, that whole album is, n- it's it's let's say it's not one of my favorite Prince albums. Oh, I think the people who are listening to this pretty much know that it's not one of my favorites by now. <laughs> this many songs in, uh, they're probably a little tired of hearing about how much I don't like this album. <laughs> um, but I I think out of everything that's on here, I think like the production on this is slightly different to the rest of the album. It doesn't feel as kind of claustrophobic, and I don't know if that's because of the Claire Fisher strings or what it is, but. Um, you know, a lot of the other tracks feel really kind of like kind of claustrophobic and, you know, Prince in the studio by himself, which tends to be Prince going backwards and forwards, kind of, you know, doing bass, doing drums, doing vocals, doing more vocals, doing another guitar, doing more bass. Like it te- it kind of tends to end up with being very kind of claustrophobic. This is a, you know, it's a bit of a lighter track. Like I said, it is just kind of basically based on that little kind of repeating pattern. Um, and you know you have the kind of the, the kind of keyboard coming in and out, and then you also have like the strings as well later on in the song. Mm-hmm. So it it you know it feels a little bit kind of lighter than a lot of the tracks that are on this album, um, which you know feel a little kind of overproduced. Um, yeah, it's I think it's not it's actually not a bad Prince ballad as far as I'm concerned. I sort of like it. Yeah, and it and it starts out with this kind of this you know Prince with the, with this. This ah ah like <laughs> just kind of um, instead of singing, you know, the main kind of like um, chorus line, he he kind of he kind of ahs and oohs it um, a couple of times, and that kind of introdu- introduces it, which is a change from pretty much every other song on the album, because pretty much every other song on the album starts with him just stating the title, <laughs> like he sings the title line, and that's like. And that, that that kind of just becomes a little bit like it's starting with Raven to the Joy Fantastic and going all the way through to, um, you know, the, the final, I can't remember what the penultimate track is before Pretty Man. But basically, he, <laughs> he spends a lot of time opening songs just saying the title of the song. And 
after a while, it kind of gets a bit irritating because you're like, okay, I guess this song is hot with you. I get this. I guess that this song is undisputed. I get this song is so far so pleased. Like literally, the first line of every song seems to be the title. Whereas here, it is kind of the title, but he's just singing R's and U's instead, which at least kind of makes it a little bit different. Right. Um, although when we get to I don't know what I'm calling the extremely embarrassing reggae style rap later on in the song. <laughs> How do you, okay, the whole song's not one of my favorites. All right, but I, I don't know, it kind of it's really weird because I I you know um, kind of forgotten about like that part of the song uh, because I listened to this song so infrequently. I was like, when I once that kind of came up, I was like, oh oh yeah, now I remember this. <laughs> now I remember what this song is about. <laughs> Uh, but for the first half of it, it's just kind of like a couple of verses and choruses where Prince is, you know, kind of just doing a normal ballad. And then, you know, it kind of takes a bit of a left turn halfway through. Yeah, it's going along so well. And then he steers it into a ditch. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the, I, I do kind of like the, I mean, there's one there's one line which I think stands out a little bit for me kind of in the early running where Prince says, you know, it's late and I'm running out of clever things to say, the kind of thing that will bring a girl like you to tears. And then, of course, he says... There's only one more glass of this rosé. And I'm like, Prince, I feel like you could do better than a rosé. Um, you know, like, I don't know, just the fact that Prince is drinking rosé kind of. But then the weirdest thing is he then says, let's throw it on the fire with our past and dance the night away until. And then, of course, he goes into the chorus. But I like this idea that he's drinking the rosé and it, it almost sounds like an excuse, like he's not enjoying it, like he wasn't the one who brought it. And he's just like, let's throw this rosé on the fire <laughs> and, and, and along with our past. And it's like, oh, so I guess I guess maybe she brought it and it was a bit cheap and he's he's not really enjoying it. And, yeah, he's not used to drinking you know, something. I, it's like four ninety nine a bottle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it does. I don't know. It just it, it, it's such a it's such an interest, it's kind of a fun line where he's just like, oh, yes, let's throw our past away like this bottle of rosé <laughs> just does throwing alcohol into the fire. Um, but yeah, and then we get into the chorus, which is just, you know, the sun, the moon and the stars. Uh, sorry, no, the sun, the moon and stars. I keep I keep wanting to put an extra the in right. there. Um, don't seem as far as they did yesterday. Uh, the sun, the moon and stars uh, in love. We are forever, always. Uh, which is a little bit of an awkward line, but um, you know he he's looking for the he's looking for the rhyme between yesterday and always for some reason. So he kind of forces it a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> this entire album has moments like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know, and then and then of course um, you know wh- whatever this journey was starting, um, you know where Prince was running out of clever things to say, which I kind of I like I like when Prince admits his shortcomings. And, you know, he's on this this date or whatever, and he's just like, I'm, you know, running out of clever things to say, which I I guess, you know, maybe he's putting the pressure on this uh, on this girl to uh, kind of, you know, keep her end up of the conversation. <laughs> it's like, look, I've pretty much run out of everything. You're going to have to start talking at some point. I'm, you know, there's only so many interesting things I can I can be saying here. Um but then he, you know, he he says it's late, and I think it's time for you and me to get closer, closer than ever we did before. Uh, whenever there's a tide, you can let it ride inside your interior. I mean, <laughs> it's a little bit of a puzzling line. Lay back and relax upon my shore. Prince obviously going for a bit of a, you know, uh, a wave metaphor there. Um, and then, of course, you know, he says, I want to make love to you right here. Um, one inside the other one. No fear. Uh, we're here until. And then he goes into the chorus. Um, so it, it's funny because the chorus itself kind of seems a little romantic if you just kind of read the chorus. 
But then, you know, in the verses, like there's certain kind of implications that are kind of kind of put there um, that kind of maybe make the, you know, like the urgency in the in the kind of chorus seems a little less romantic when Prince is saying, you know, lay back and relax upon my shore, mm-hmm. um, you know. But uh, yeah. And then, you know, he says, blow out this candle sunlight and come lay next to me uh, and paint another rainbow eclipse, eclipse this light with ecstasy. So, you know. There's some nice turns of phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, after this kind of, <laughs> after the first half of this ballad, we then go into some very kind of odd territory where um, Prince decides, and I, I can't puzzle this out because Prince has, up until this point now, he's been doing this kind of like talk, sing, rapping for, you know, the best part of eight or nine years, you know, all the way going back to some stuff on cymbal. So it's, you know, it's not like this is something new. Uh, but at the same time, for some, for some reason, he decides to put like a reggae spin. Yeah, on. I was really hoping um, to hear you um, try and approximate that. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like Prince can get away with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think there's anywhere that I could get away with uh, doing any yeah. kind of pattern. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, but he, he like within the way that he sings, he does kind of. I'm trying to remember the song where he does a similar thing, um, which I think was now. Um, on symbol, mm. where there's, there's another point where he puts on this kind of like patois, um, but here the the kind of the it, it's the accent that really kind of is the only thing that he does. He doesn't change the language to um, kind of alter the speech patterns. He just you know apart from maybe when he says uh, make a chip you want to say, which I I mean. When he's doing the accent, it, you you kind of and he says me rocking whisper whisper in the belly to me rocking rose, which again like yeah, but, I mean he's not he's not throwing you know. in things like wagwan and you know no 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 he's not which he, he kind of did a bit more in now where he did actually kind of really put the accent mm. on, um, but yeah you know he's he's saying he like again he he kind of restates that he's running out of things to say. Um, and then he, you know, he kind of goes into the. I guess actually the style that he's he's approximating is a bit closer to dancehall, the way that he's delivering it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know if he'd listened to like some Sean Paul or something, you know, the week before, and he decided, oh, I think I can do. That. I was wondering, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when that big Sean Paul hit came out, um, the initial hit that first went worldwide, but I don't know when that was. Probably, I mean, I mean, early nineties probably feels like when Sean Paul or mid nineties kind of feels like when Sean Paul kind of got started to get big. Mm. Um, but you also had like, you know, stuff like Beanie Man, um, you know, who'd kind of already crossed over in the early 90s, um, you know. But I don't think Sean Paul got really big until like 2001, two. So this is just, this is a couple of years before that. But I feel like Dancehall was still, you know, was, was quite a big thing in the kind of like the mid 90s anyway. Is, it, is um, uh, Raven to the Joy of Fantastic, is this the album that he had Chuck D on? Yes, maybe, he did. Maybe on, he's trying to impress two. Chuck with his <laughs> with his rhyming skills. I, d- I think he tried doing that on Undisputed um, to, you know, lesser effect. Yeah. And of course he says, you know, come and dance the night away. Let's lay before we get close to the door. You and me, we got to get down on the floor. Come on, let's ride the tide in and off the shore. Uh, again, like it's kind of very simple kind of sing-songy rap that Prince always does. Um, uh, I want to love you once again and then some more. Lay your head back. I got my head on. I got my hand on your head. <laughs> like you do the limbo supple on the bouncy bed. <laughs> um, let's bounce in on the summer spring. And when you start to fall, uh, you come like a cold winter dew in Montreal. That's, now, that's my favorite line. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I, he has like let's bounce on the summer spring. So he has the spring, and then he says, you know, when you start to fall, uh, which obviously you know for English people would be autumn. Mm. Again, that wouldn't make any sense as a rhyme there. Um, and then of course he says you come you you come like a, a cold winter dew in Montreal. Now I like that he rhymes fall with Montreal. I mean that's, you know, that's that's at least trying. Um, but yeah, it's really weird because you know this is we're very close to Prince, um, you know, converting um, to uh, you know becoming a Jehovah's mm. Witness. And this is, I mean, I don't know if this is the kind of last real song where he kind of is this explicit and yeah, I think kind of sexual. Yeah, I believe at this um, point, Larry Graham was probably already like hammering away at him behind the scenes to like. Yeah, put yeah. the swear jar out in the just, studio and all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know, like thinking about some of the other tracks that are later on on this album. Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you know, I love you, but I don't trust you. Maybe has some sexual things in there, but it feels like this is kind of the the final time where Prince would describe a sex act as he is here, where he says, "You come like a, a cold winter," like that's. You know, so we're probably reaching the final time where Prince is talking about someone orgasming. Right. Um, so, you know, R.I.P. Prince talking about orgasming, <laughs> um, you know, 78 to 99. Um, so, I, I don't know. And then then kind of we get the kind of repetition of the the, the verse. Actually, I do like when he, he does like as as that kind of like uh, dance hall part ends, we do get him being like uh, the ride tide, the tide ride, the tide ride, you know, mm. kind of like un, kind of in a low voice. Um, and then we get the chorus like literally a couple of times through, and then we get like a very very long outro that goes on for about two minutes, where it's just that kind of repeated like four bars over and over right. again, and then it just kind of fades out, um, and you know that's where the song ends. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like in terms of, I mean, I guess there is like a kind of a, a, a story in there, which is Prince, you know, um, taking running out of things to say basically, and then deciding that that's the point at which he should have sex with someone. <laughs> Um, you know, where, where, where he's like, well, we've talked about pretty much everything, so I guess we're going to go somewhere and have sex. Uh, like <laughs> We're learning. That's it. That's, it's like a really intimate look into his dating life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I, 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 I just imagine now this kind of like, um, you know, this film where you have, um, like in the style of uh, the the uh, Dane Cook epic, uh, Good Luck Chuck. Mm. Um, where you have Prince going on various dates, and the moment he runs out of something to say, he's immediately like, okay, let's have sex. And um, in, in Good Luck Chuck, there is a montage of Chuck having sex with a number of women in like a, a split screen that just keeps getting bigger and bigger because obviously these women feel that he is luck. Um, but yeah, so I just, I'm just imagining like a split screen of Prince on uh, like hundreds of dates being like, okay, we're out of stuff to say, let's go have sex. <laughs> and that's, that's like his only mood move. This album... You know, this this song actually stands out because it's not as similar as some of the other stuff on here. Like, um, you know, there are a couple of other songs later on where, you know, the, the kind of the structure of them is a, a little bit kind of repetitive and monotonous. And even though this is kind of based on a very simple beat, the fact that halfway through Prince decides to turn it into like a dancehall song <laughs> is is at least something interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for me, I would say probably, I don't know, like a two and a half, three out of five, maybe. Um, you know, it's like, it's interesting, but it's, it's, it's not interesting for me to revisit. And there are a number of times where I've literally have skipped the song to the point where I'd forgotten that it had that dancehall part kind yeah. of later on in the song. So, you know, it doesn't, the first kind of couple of verses and choruses, it doesn't really feel like it's going anywhere. Um, you know, unlike what Prince is singing about, you know, the actual kind of, you know, going somewhere to have sex, mm -hmm. 
like it doesn't feel like the song is really doing much and then you know it does kind of take that left turn and you're like oh well this is this is different than some of the other kind of five minute songs that are on here as well there's a lot of five minute songs on this album <laughs> like a lot of five minute songs that could easily be three minutes. right i like his uh, i like his performance in this up until the you know the rapping um i think he he sounds great his falsetto is in really good form but then that whole, you know, the rapping section just drags it down to a two and a half for me, too. Uh, now, interestingly, Prince only ever performed this once um, live. And this was as part of the, um, the around the time of the Lotus Flower MPLS Sound tour. Um, when, you know, it was Prince uh, with, with Shaka Khan, uh, John Blackwell, Rhonda Smith and uh, Renata Nato. Um, and they were at um, Club Nokia um, in L.A., um, and on Saturday, the uh, March, the Saturday, the 29th of March, 2009, um, in a after show performance um, that started at midnight. <laughs> of course. Um, Prince, between uh, Journey to the Center of Your Heart and Sometimes It Snows in April, performed this song live. And that was the only time he ever performed it live. Um, so, I, like, Do you th- I don't know. I don't know what prompted him, like, a decade later, just to be like, Let's just do that song live. I like know? that he does that, though. He just pulls these weird songs out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine if you were in the cloud, in the crowd that night, you'd be like, what are we listening to? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like we this thing started after midnight, and here we are about 30 minutes into the set, and what am I, what is this song? Like, I, I would bet you, like, half the audience probably wouldn't even remember what this song was. Yeah, um, knowing knowing Prince, you know, like, he had, he had a habit of, like, remixing his own songs live, like, adding and removing parts. Like, I wonder if he took out the rapping part of this. I would think he probably did. Yeah. yeah. I, I, can't, I can't imagine, you know... Uh, Eight years into being a Jehovah's Witness, Prince is going to start talking about, um, you know, coming like winter in Montreal, yeah. um, you know. But I, I mean, if you look at that set list, the 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 final four songs, which I'm guessing were probably the um, the encore, uh, were insatiable, scandalous, the beautiful ones, and nothing compares to you. So that mm. is, you know, that is a, that is a hell of a finish to a yeah. set. Um, you know, uh, th- it's funny because I think this is around the time that Prince was performing "Nothing Compares to You" live quite a lot just to spite Sinead O'Connor because, <laughs> because, you know, that's what he was like occasionally. He would be like, well, this is my song. I'm going to start performing it all the time. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, you know, I, it's, it's like one of those songs where, you know, um, with a lot of rave, by the time I, by the time I'm like two to three minutes into this song, I'm like, I really think we could have done, you know, this song could have been over now. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need this long fade out. And, you know, it just, it just feels like it's going on way too long. Mm. Um, you know, I so and I don't even know why on the on the remix version that was on Raven two he he went like f- a few seconds longer. Like it doesn't even make any sense to me. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, it's just exactly the same song, but just it fades out a few seconds later. This, um, this album is so know. weird. <laughs> the fact that it got re released and there was slightly different name and different songs and wasn't wasn't this the album where he covered What If God Was One of Us? No, that was on that was on Emancipation. Okay, okay. He, he he covered every day is a winding road oh thank one. you i knew there was like a, a cover so. that i was when it came out and I, I ran out and purchased it and i was listening to it and i'm like what is what <laughs> <laughs> yeah in fact every day is a winding road is the next track so well, good luck with that um yeah <laughs> well i'll talk about that tomorrow uh for the moment i feel like we said about as much as we can about the sun the moon and stars uh, like i said the song not the celestial bodies 
Um, so is there anything that you wish to plug, Tim? Um, boy. Hmm. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> but I guess I'll just, I'll just go like a cold winter do in Montreal. <laughs> and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure where you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks so much for being my guest here, Thank Tim. Thank you so much. And otherwise... Hey, hey, hey. Hello.